Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back in. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie, and I'm very happy to be joined now by Dave Fleming. He is a senior writer for ESPN And he just put out a piece that all of the Chiefs fans that are listening right now should read. Its title on ESPN.com is Mahomes, Favre, and other NFL stars reveal the larger-than-life tales behind Andy Reid. It's essentially an oral history of the greatest moments of Andy Reid's childhood going into his time in Philadelphia, some of his college days. It's fantastic. It's a great read. I can't recommend it enough. And we are very happy to be joined by Dave Fleming, who is the author of that piece now here on the leadoff. Let's kind of go a little bit in chronological order. The most interesting thing that you found about Andy Reid, the child, was what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, man, I would have to say that um, he was uh, kind of a rabble rouser. I mean, he was, you know, he he. You know, I've known Andy going back all the way to when he started in Philadelphia, and he's always sort of not shared this side of his personality with with the public. Um, but, man, he's got sort of a – he's got a, a great sense of humor. He's, he's, he's kind of a uh, – he's a really sort of funny guy. He's got a dry, dry wit to him. But, um, man, until I went back to Holly Knoll Drive and talked to his friends from – from his the neighborhood where he grew up, I had no idea how much trouble he had actually gotten into when he was a kid. So um, I was happy to hear that because um, uh, we we have that in common. I I too got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid. Your favorite story from his childhood was what? Well, I mean, it seems like everybody, and in in fact, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we even did this story was that amazing punt, pass, and kick photo that um, I think just about everybody has seen um, and gawked at where, I mean, he's basically a man-child at at 12. Um, But I love the one where he, uh, I love the one where he was late for a a summer league pitching uh, start, and instead of um, running onto the field, he just drove his car straight to the mound like he was valeting his car got out, his buddy ran out, took the car away, and uh, uh, basically got on the mound and started pitching. So I kind of love that because, I, again, I could see myself doing something like that. So he actually drove onto the baseball field and just started pitching as if that was just a normal thing that people do. Yeah, and I just kind of – because <laughs> I think the reason I like that is because it shows you that's really – Andy is still that way. He is – he's just – he's got a little bit of attitude to him and sort of uh, – kind of a, you know, if you don't like it too bad, sense of humor. And um, that is a pretty classic example of um, of him kind of uh, making up the rules as he goes along a little bit. One thing that I noticed in your story, and this is certainly something that's been written about locally as well, is his parents, where he has one parent that is a, I believe, a doctor, correct? And the other one is an artist. How do you think that comes through in both like his coaching, his schematics? Like, how do those two influences in his life do you think 
kind of come together to build the person that Andy Reid is today? Yeah, I think I'm glad you pointed that out, and it's one of my favorite things. It was one of the first early in the reporting when I was like, oh, a light went off where I thought I started had started to maybe understand Andy Reid a little bit. Yeah, his mom was a radiologist, um, and his dad was a an artist who painted background scenes for for Hollywood and for for plays and stuff like that. Um, and it's mentioned in the in the story, but I think it goes a long way to sort of explain why Andy Reid is the way he is and, and why he's so good. And he's sort of a little bit, uh, like we all are, a mix of his parents, of their, of their sort of talents and their personalities. And it's, I love that. It's, there's a little bit of art and a little bit of science in, in what he does. And I think the way it was explained to me was, um, you know, he's super smart and can think on his feet and um, can digest a lot of information and a lot of analytical stuff. And that comes from his mom, but then the sort of mad scientist side to his offense, which we're really seeing with the Chiefs in the last couple of years, um, the artist side of his brain, that, that comes from his dad. Um, so that, that, I think he loves that part of, of, of his personality. We're talking with Dave Fleming. He is a senior writer for ESPN.com. He wrote what is essentially the oral history of Andy Reid earlier this week. Highly recommend it. You can find that on ESPN.com. How do you think Andy is so good at finding these quarterbacks and knowing both when to pull the trigger on those guys and then also how to develop them once he gets his hands on them and is able to build them within his organization? Yeah, I think he's got a few criteria, but it's for him. And I remember talking to him in Philadelphia after he drafted Donovan McNabb um, and, and Donovan started to have some success after uh, being sort of eased into that lineup slowly. But you know, I think it's the typical stuff. It is, I don't think Andy's looking for anything different than other people. He just sees it and breaks it down better than anyone else. Um, I think for him, it's about intelligence. It's about leadership. Um, it's about accuracy. And again, he's also one of those rare coaches who, I mean, he is old school through and through, but it's very modern of him. Um, the way that he adjusts his scheme according to his talent. I think classic old-school coaches, which, you know, to their own detriment, often try to take the talent they have and squeeze it into their scheme that they've been running for 20 years, and Andy's the exact opposite. But um, I think if there was a through line between Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb, and Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's personality, and it's something Andy told me, again, a long time ago about Donovan McNabb, that reminded him of Brett Favre, and I'm sure reminds him um, of Patrick Mahomes, but it's this dual personality that a quarterback has to be able to have. He's got to have this kind of lighter side to him, the ability to kind of uh, to improvise, to, to, to think outside the box, to shake things off when, they, when he throws a bad interception or has a bad play, uh, and that's the kind of the joker side. But then he also is able to, in a moment's notice, you know, become the leader, you know, get guys in the right position, yell at guys who aren't running routes the right way. Um, and that's the general side. And that's, that is the way Andy described it, man, uh, 20 years ago in Philadelphia. Is he likes his quarterbacks to be sort of part joker and part general. I think one thing that I noticed in your story, Dave, is that there, there was some changing that took place for Andy, obviously, in that 2012 season that had a lot of loss for him with his son passing away. But also, 
after he was fired in Philadelphia. From the people that you talked with, what did they say changed for Andy Reid after he was let go in Philly and then got the job here in Kansas City? Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of this story is the the that Andy's actually really sort of grown and changed. And um, to people who are close to him, really kind of um, found the fountain of youth in, in Kansas City with, with Patrick Mahomes. And um, I think he's just, uh, at the stage of his career where he's appreciating things a little bit more and maybe not stressing quite as much. Uh, but the big change, uh, you know, just from a job perspective is I think he was in charge of everything in Philadelphia. And I think that eventually just wore him down and moved him away from what he loved the, to do the most, which was, you know, uh, installs and, and watching film and breaking down film and, and putting in the offense and um, and calling plays. And I, I think everybody I talked to said that's been the big difference with, with Andy in Kansas City is he sort of took the GM hat off and put the mad scientist football coach hat back on, and that has really kind of rejuvenated his spirit for the game. We're talking with Dave Fleming. He is a senior writer for ESPN. You can read his piece now on ESPN.com. It's the oral history of Andy Reid. I did want to ask you about the Patrick Mahomes relationship that he has with Andy Reid. What did you learn about the relationship between Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid that you found interesting? Oh, I mean, they are like, uh, it's almost like a comedy routine. I, I would love to, I would love to see a behind the scenes, uh, hard knocks on just Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because they are kind of an odd couple, right? They're, you know they're 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 from different generations. They they have different mindsets. They're from different parts of the country. They're um, but man, they have just sort of clicked together in their love for evolving the quarterback position, evolving offense, and and taking this whole thing to another level. And um, the interactions that Patrick mentioned, I, I, I kept saying to him during our interview, I'm like. Wow, when you when you mention your interactions with Andy Reid, your your face just lights up. You smile, especially when he's talking about sort of the Friday strategy sessions where they break down every play in the in, uh, every play in the in the in the playbook um, that they're going to use that weekend. And the idea that these two guys are like uh, sort of like stopping each other and handing each other notes and ideas about uh, how different ways to run plays or get guys into different routes. Um, God, it just sounds like it's uh, a dream scenario for both a quarterback and a coach uh, that these two guys have found each other in, in Kansas City. And what I love, too, is a lot of the questions I asked people who've known him for a long time was, what's his legacy going to be? And most people stopped me and said, legacy? They're like, Andy Reid has found his dream quarterback. He is not going anywhere anytime soon. He's going to be there and win a ton of games um, for a long time. So it's it's almost too early to talk about legacy. That's interesting. I, I want to follow up on that because one of the big questions here locally is how long is Andy going to do this? From the people that you talked with, they don't think he's leaving anytime soon? Oh, God, no. I mean, I, I, we, I wasn't able to sort of pin anybody down with a uh, – with a date or maybe how long, you know, another 10 years or something. But um, you saw this in, in what he went through in Philadelphia. You know, this is what he loves to do. This, this is who he is. And, um, he, you know, I, he doesn't want to do anything else. He doesn't want to retire. He doesn't want to slow down. He doesn't, doesn't want to 
uh, take up a different hobby. This, this is what he loves to do, and he's found sort of the perfect scenario. And honestly, I think he will coach in Kansas City as, as, long, um, as long as they allow him to. Last question for you, Dave. I know how this works whenever you put together a piece like this. There's a lot that doesn't end up making the piece that was really great information for one reason or another. What is something that you weren't able to include in the piece on ESPN.com that you just found, whether it be particularly revealing or interesting? What was something that maybe got in, ended up on the cutting room floor that you wanted to add in here? Well, I, you know, I love the, the, the funny stories, and it seemed like everybody we talked to um, had a funny Andy Reid um, eating story, um, and we just weren't able to include them all. I thought what we did is we took the best story, which was him eating that 40-ounce steak in like 19 minutes, which I swear to God has to be a world record. But uh, And we included that one. But there, every single person we talked to had an Andy Reid eating story. And um, a couple of my favorites are he when he was in college, or right after he had his first coaching job at San Francisco State, he was famous for making this thing called a seven-pound burrito. And I asked a buddy of his, I was like, oh, it's, they call it seven pounds just because it was huge. And the guy was like, no, it weighed seven pounds. And I'm like, well, how, how big must a burrito be to weigh seven pounds? And again, but Andy could eat it in, in one sitting. And then I loved when Jeffrey Lurie uh, told the story about the first time he took Andy out as head coach of the Eagles. He took him to a, a steakhouse, and the, everybody goes around and, and does their order, and the waitress gets to Andy, and he orders three steaks. And she was like, you would, she, was, she said, she was like, you want, I'm sorry, you want your steak prepared three different ways? And he said, no, I, I want three different steaks. <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey Lurie still, still talks about that one. So, uh, yeah, Andy Reid, um, besides being a world-class uh, an, an elite coach. Um, I think he could have a second gig as uh, as sort of a uh, an eating champion. Dave, it was a tremendous read. Our our listeners can find it on ESPN.com. You are a senior writer for ESPN. He is Dave Fleming, and he joined us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Dave, thank you so much for the time today. Again, it was a fantastic read on Andy Reid. We will uh, hopefully be re- talking to you again soon and reading more from you on ESPN.com. Thanks again, Dave. My pleasure. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.